0: The Big Big Red Red Bench Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Corks Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. You join us on a day where Nemo Rangers have been crowned Cork County Senior Football Champions. Well, Iroga have been crowned Premier Intermediate Football Champions. Reaction from both camps to come between now and 7 pm. We'll also hear from Warren Abbey, who are crowned Munster Champions today with a cracking win over Bally McCarbery. So, congratulations indeed to them as well. Also on the show tonight, we are going to talk to Graham Boylan, the Cork man in charge of Cage Warriors as Europe's premier MMA promotion prepares to return to Leeside. And we're going to sit down with Garrod Morrissey, the Corx City midfielder, to talk about what went wrong in 2019 for the Rebel Army, plans for 2020 and plenty more as well. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Corks Red FM. My name's Rory O'Hagan here with you until 7pm this evening Ciarán O'Regan is down in Porky room we'll hear from him in a bit on that fantastic Nemo Rangers win today as they beat to in the Cork County Senior Football Championship Final finished 2-8 to 10 points in favour of Nemo Rangers their 21st title plenty of reaction to come from the Nemo camp we'll start with their boss Paula Donovan
1: Yeah look I suppose the the overriding sense at the moment is relief I thought we made hard work of it in the second half Um, we gave them a bit of momentum and they kept us coming out at us wave after wave Michal made two brilliant saves if you look at the scoreboard we won by four those two saves actually won the game for us so we're delighted our defence in the first half was outstanding as well but um, we just need to walk in seeing out games and playing for 60 minutes
2: What, what do you think that was that Duhallo just came back into it because you bossed the game for a lot of well most of the first half and part of the second half and they just came back into it
1: well, I suppose for 40 minutes you'd say we were on top um, we got the first point in the second half which we felt was important but then I think we got up we, we missed a couple of chances we were a bit careless we were a bit casual we carried the ball into the tackle a couple of times it got turned over and uh, Kevin Crowley ran at us a lot there in the second half I think we invited him on to us a bit a small bit and uh, when you invite a team like Duhallo big strong men running at you hard uh, you're going to be hanging on there. And at the end,
2: two fantastic goals from Luke Connolly. Set up by Paul Kerrigan. Another one. It was saved originally, but he, he got it into the net anyway. Yeah. They, were, they were fantastic, and they were the difference in the end as well.
1: They were the difference in the end. Uh, like we were kind of giving out to him before that because we felt couple of, a couple of couple of snapshots. Yeah. Uh, he was. He took a snapshot at the goal, and he. But like Luke is a class player, and he was the right man in the right place with the ball for the two goals.
2: Uh, you mentioned me. The, the saves, obviously, very important as well.
1: Yeah, in the last two games, we were probably ourselves that we gave away no goal chances and it isn't that we don't trust him but um he went in there on two massive saves they were both going in like uh, a lesser keeper there we could have been in trouble
2: Yeah. Um. obviously look you're very proud of the lads but you can see uh, the pitch is full of Nemo people at the moment it, yeah. it's, it's time to be a club first You'll
1: obviously enjoy it I think we'll enjoy it tonight yeah. a big night in the club tonight and uh, we'll enjoy it the next couple of days and we get ready then for Munster
2: um, speaking of Munster I know you're you're going to enjoy this first Newcastle West in two weeks time the B by okay. six points I think it was um, There'll be another tough task
1: I don't know anything about them now, so I'd actually be lying um, I've no idea about anything about them uh, if we can get a bit of video we'll try and look at it in the next couple of weeks other than that we'll just try and go out and um, we'll just have to front up and see what happens on the day
0: Yeah it's Paul Donovan there of Nemo speaking after their uh, 21st uh, county championship win today after that win over to Hallow Luke Connolly scoring two goals today in quick succession in the first half two good goals as well uh, he's been chatting with Ciarán.
2: Everyone's Uh Luke, uh, okay,
3: I, I match is just over, but I was the uh, very happy, man. Uh, yeah yeah um, I suppose happy at the result performance wise not happy at all um, it's probably as bad as we've played this year um, but look uh, I suppose a sign of a good team is winning ugly and, and fa- thankfully we've done that today
2: you say that but you were probably in charge again for probably 44 45 minutes before Duhalo came
3: back at it no they came close as well yeah. I suppose yeah I suppose on the scoreboard and it looked like we were on top look we, we kind of hold ourselves at a higher standard than that um, even at half time going in 2-6 to, to 2 points um, we felt that we weren't playing um, definitely as the forward uh Six, we were taking the wrong option something we haven't been doing the past few weeks um, but look when you've got the likes of hall and the, the six backs behind you there's, there's a, a lot of a lot of way are shooting and you're still going to be in the game with those guys there
2: You mentioned Hall there he pulled off some fantastic saves that word the difference in the end? I suppose. Well. Yeah.
3: Look, we, we pride ourselves this year and not letting shots in on Michal, Um Something that let us down last year, um, and the lads have done that fantastic today. A county final against a Team Michaelhallo. Like there was going to be opportunities there, but look, Mihal is, is one of the best in the business, definitely, um, and proved it again today. And he was outstanding at the end there. Paul Donovan mentioned
2: the other night uh, at the press night, you know, that Nemo's scorers, we'll say, would have to step up. You certainly stepped up. Two fantastic goals. Uh, one of them superbly assisted by Paul Kerrigan. The other one, I think, it was after. A Say if you Doubled on it again But fantastic
3: goals uh, uh, Yeah look I, I was uh, the right man In the right place Um like you said The first one Kerrigan done massive work And I was at the end of it um, Similar to what I, I would have said A lot of times uh, Two years ago Was that look I was getting the end Of great moves So uh, I was probably The lucky one there And the second one Was actually a terrible shot For me to begin with um, I was very lucky The ball came straight back at me um, And got on the end of it But look At the end of the day Two goals in the county final I'm, I'm happy with that yeah, What does it mean To and the, the rest of the lads? Look no, I, 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 Look county finals You're not there often I know a club like Nemo This is their 21st title But look re- Realistically You aren't there often They're tough to get They're, they're getting even Tougher. You um, look at Duhalla two years in a row now, unfortunately losing, and I've no doubt they'll be there again for the next couple of years. They're a fantastic side, um, but look, it's massive. Each, each county, you hope there'll be more, but look, each county could be our last, so we need to, to enjoy everyone we win.
2: Yeah, we, we spoke to Paul during as well about regardless of the result tonight, you were going to be playing in Munster Championship. Thankfully, you're going in as champions now to play Newcastle West of Limerick in two weeks' time. They won their county title today. I know you're going to celebrate this, obviously, but heads are
3: going to be down again in a couple of days. Yeah, look, we're in a funny position, where we knew we were progressing regardless um, but uh, that's a dangerous place to be in you know, for taking stuff for granted like that so we're delighted to go in as champions um, and we can all look forward to it and yeah look we'll enjoy tonight we'll en- enjoy tomorrow um, and then look we're, we're going to have a right really crack off this one title again
0: Alright uh, joined now from our park you're in by Kieran O'Regan who is at uh, both of today's games Ciarán uh, will start with uh, the senior game Nemo Rangers crowned champions for the 21st time today um, it was a deserved win for Nemo, but I mean like they had to work hard for it because that fight back from Duhallo in the second half was quality.
2: Yeah, the problem with that was that they they probably let Duhallo back into it, so they kinda of made work for themselves, you know. Um but Duhallo really did come back into it. And uh, but uh, like Nemo played really, really strong. They were very strong for the first 45 minutes or so. And then Duhallo just came back in, but it was too late, I think, at that stage. The, the two goals from Luke Connolly in the first half really the difference and two fantastic saves from Michal Merton Yeah because I mean like Duhallo were
0: 10 points down at half time um, and you're thinking to yourself right this is a massive mountain for them to climb Nemo looked very very good indeed they were doing a great job of disrupting uh, Duhallo's puck uh, or, or kickouts. outs um, Duhallo couldn't get any rhythm going then the second half as you say the first 15 minutes more of the same but um, Nemo um, just had that little bit of quality, I suppose. That experience of getting over the line that maybe Duhallow lacked.
2: Yeah, that's possibly it. Like, in fairness, the the Nemo lads and, and the manager Paul said that was probably their worst game all year. Yeah. Which I wouldn't say was their worst game. They just let Duhalo into it too much. Um, but they, like you mentioned, experience. They were just fantastic. The, the saves from Mihal Martin to denai Duhalo two certain goals um, really kept them in it uh, but like even the the experience of Paul Kerrigan that first goal that Luke Connolly got was it was just class to watch it mm. Paul Kerrigan running through the pitch saw that nobody was on Luke Connolly and on the, the edge of the big square kicked it in Luke Connolly into the corner of the net fantastic goal but I suppose that bit of experience from Paul Kerrigan, not to, you know, have a, a pop, try and get a point out of it. Yeah. Um, that, that's been second to, to wait and then pass it in. It was just, uh, it was fantastic to see. But yeah, I suppose the, the experience getting him over the line in the end, making the right choices because Duhallow could have been a bit better. A lot of wides, Aidan Walsh's 45s maybe, let him down a small, but they were all dropping short. Very strange to see. He did make one absolutely fantastic catch out of the, the sky but um, other than that a, a lot of things went wrong for Duhallo and
0: um, a lot of things did go right for Nemo as well as you mentioned Michal Martin uh, making two incredible saves one uh, a fingertip flying save that looked uh, really really impressive but the second one as well laid on when Duhalo went for a goal getting down low was right to keep that up was a, a spectacular save
2: they, they were great to, to, to actually watch them you mentioned that one um, just tipping it over the bar from Anthony O'Connor I think it was it was an absolute pile driver and it, I don't know did it take a tiny deflection on the way before I got to Micheal Martin but just to it was like one of these saves you you dream about making yourself you'd never make them but uh, it's fantastic to see it just just ever so slightly tipped it over the bar and I think even at that stage I would have thought anyway up from our viewpoint that that was probably it for Duhalo um Cause time was closing in them. The score was there, was there. was that difference in the score. Yeah. And you know they needed that to, to kind of go in. And then the second save as well, fantastic, um, bullet bullet point save to deny him. I think the game was kind of over. That even though Duhallow never gave up, they did keep going at it. They just left it way too late to go at it. You know.
0: Yeah they certainly did and uh, it's Nemo now who will progress in Munster and it was interesting on TG Carr afterwards, Micheál Martin was uh, being interviewed and he was reminded I suppose of the um, the All-Ireland final defeat to Cora Finn last year and how much of a, motiva- made a motivating factor that is for Nemo Rangers, they're not going to be happy with this county championship, they want an All-Ireland title
2: Yeah they certainly do and they'd be kind of, re- they were reluctant to talk about that Tuesday night at the press there and Kind of reluctant to talk about it tonight as well, which is understandable. They want to go and celebrate a yeah. country title, they want to be thinking about the next match so soon. But they are going to be playing Newcastle West from Limerick in, in the Munster Championship after they beat ULA of Limerick, um, of Limerick obviously, in, in the county final uh, today by six points. They're a very, very strong, tough teak team, Newcastle West, and they'll certainly have their own ideas of, of driving on in Munster. But Nemo will, I think, this is actually how they, the game. Ended up, if that makes sense, mm. from today against Duhallow will make them a better side against Newcastle West because they left Duhallow back into it. They made maybe some uncharacteristic errors that they would normally make, and I think that's fantastic. Now going into this game, they'll uh, you know they'll be able to work on those and, and it shouldn't happen again. They don't Paul Donovan mentioned they don't know a whole pile about Newcastle West, yeah, but they're they're going to have to do a bit of prep now. But um, I think you mentioned the All Ireland. That was obviously very disappointing for them. They'll want to go all the way again, but they have a, a big, strong Newcastle West team before they can go any further than that.
0: Yeah, they're certainly not to be looking past that uh, Newcastle West. So it's 21 titles now for Nemo Rangers, out on their own uh, in wins, uh, uh, no one uh, near them. So congratulations to everyone at uh, Nemo from uh, us here on the big red bench on Cork, FM. The Premier Intermediate final saw ERA OG uh, defeat St. Michael's and what looked like a ding-dong battle, point for point, score for score for the entire hour
2: certainly was and you just roar you have to feel for Michael yeah. their third loss in a row now um, at this stage in the county final it's, it's uh, demoralising for them um, and I think they had another loss uh, two years before the, the first one there so I think three losses in five years but it was a ding dong battle but aero started off the better some fantastic play um, standing up was out the the, the man that you'd expect to stand up was their captain, Daniel Goulding. Um I think he definitely got most of their scores, but uh, not a lot of other players coming to the fore. Kevin Hallissey, before he was taken off, Brian Hurley, uh, not to be mixed with the, the Cork senior, uh, Brian Hurley, but he played very well. And what was great to see was Kieran Sheehan coming in. Yeah. He did take he did take one kick at goal and there was a bit of a joke um, where we were sitting that you know I think he forgot he wasn't playing AFL because if he was playing the Aussie rules he probably would have got a point it was so wide he probably would have got a point for it but unfortunately that wasn't the case today um, that was his first kick at goal but he has come back in the last few weeks I think he came back for the final, played a few minutes played a few minutes to the semi-final and played a small bit today as well but uh, they'll be glad to have him back in the team as well but Uh, Colm O'Callaghan he was named on the bench to start but he had a fantastic game uh, scoring a a few points as well Um, you know Airog just really bossed that game St. Michael's did kind of come back into it but you could see just some of the the way they were playing they just they were off the pace Airog were that bit stronger and Padi Kassan is very strong coach and I worked with him a long, long time ago um, in Cortier and just the he goes into the little tiny the most minute detail on everything mm. fitness wise and he's a fantastic coach to have and they mentioned it in the, the speech afterwards and I think uh, Daniel Golden mentioned it as well to me when he was talking that the difference that Paddy has made to them and um, they're not sure if they're going to be able to keep him because they think inter-county sides will want him for next year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Airog just bossed that game. It was ding-dong, but Airog, they were just that level bit, level ahead of uh, St. Michael's for the game.
0: All right, Ciarán, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks very much. Hope you get warm there now after the, the, the freezing temperatures of park you're in today and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> I
2: have the heating on and I'm going home to a nice warm fire later on. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, are
0: <laughs> thanks Kieran. sounds like a plan uh, Kieran O'Regan there down in Parking Talk talking about today's uh, games we're going to get more reaction from Nemo before we talk about Era Oaks when we're going to hear from uh, Nemo's Paul Kerrigan
4: Paul oh, look naturally delighted yeah absolutely overjoyed um, we probably it's probably the, the worst we played in the last three games Australia wins win and that's all like, they would have taken a one point win so we we're delighted whatever it was in the end so uh, probably made a bit hard of it, hard work of it, but sure, look, we'll take it. He
2: bossed most of that game until Duhalo came back into it towards the end? Yeah,
4: um, we kind of started to lose. They, they went for it and they put kind of in one swing forward, thinking they'd big men all over the place. And, or we kind of ran out of steam for five minutes kind of we lost a few breaks, but luckily, look, we all made a fantastic save when they were on there. And, uh, and uh, he kept us in it. And look, we probably, as a forward, you know, we spoke at half time, we didn't do enough, and uh, we probably, probably let our backs down today a bit, so. Look, we'll learn from it as well
2: and we'll pick it up for the next day Spoke opening. about it the other night at the press Obviously means a lot to you to get yeah. another title.
4: Yeah, you can't get enough from now. Like, um, I think the record in the club is nine, so a bit one closer. But within, as I said, the next one is the most important one, so... We'll enjoy the week. I uh, we think we're playing now again in a few weeks and we'll drive it on from there. Yeah,
2: two weeks against Newcastle and West of Limerick, I think. No. I'm I you'll obviously no. celebrate this, but you'll be back down. Yeah, then... no, we're
4: not even going to think about it till probably Wednesday, so look look after itself. When we get there, we'll do our analysis and prep for whoever we're playing, so uh, we'll enjoy the next couple of days it was sweet after last year so Paul i imagine you know, we he had a hangover maybe from Fort Park and maybe he didn't play as well as he yeah. you know kind of went out a bit of a different to what you're used to yeah we went out in a bit of a whimper last year um, very disappointing and fellas had probably had to have a good look at themselves so and uh, I think fellas came back in spades this year uh, we kind of had five under 21s come into our team coming on and coming off and uh Fellas like Conor Horgan Jack Horgan Went to wing back to kind of, And Alan O'Dudwin Back from the cruciate So look at all Kind of came together We timed it well So um, look yeah We're delighted How that went
0: Yeah it's Nemo Ford Paul Kerrigan there Speaking after uh, today's win uh, I'm going to hear briefly From uh, Nemo's Barry O'Driscoll
4: Barry
5: Barry obviously Very uh, happy with that win Yeah ec- uh, Ecstatic um, I don't know What else to say Like uh, they're a very good team. We knew that, like they've have, they've have talent throughout their team. So we knew we were going to have to push it. And you can see there towards the end, they were bossing the proceedings. So like it was very sketchy the last ten minutes for us. But like we're delighted. This is what we wanted to get, and we got here now. And we have been consistent all the way through. So we're just very happy. Did you feel under pressure towards that? Because you were in control for most of the game. Uh, we did feel under pressure. I suppose. But sure, that's that's going to happen. Like you, you have your chances to to get scores. We had ours. We probably could have got a few more. I'm going. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, we cha- we had our chances uh, and like they, they had theirs and we just made the most of ours.
2: Luke fantastic. Yeah,
5: fantastic. We probably could have had two more, but sure, look, that's the way it is. We uh, should I talk to the rest of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, unbelievable. I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, very happy Barry O'Driscoll there uh, talking to Kieran. Kieran getting a few words out of Barry
0: after Nemo's success today. Congratulations to Nemo and very best of luck to them in the Munster Championship. As Kieran mentioned, they'll be playing Newcastle West in two week's time just to get you up to date on the, the Premier League uh, Norwich City pulled a goal back on Manchester United Norwich City won Manchester United 3 Liverpool coming from behind they lead Tottenham with two goals to one it's time added on and uh, Arsenal uh, are taking on Crystal Palace level at 2 apiece is how that stands there uh, approaching full time alright we are going to talk about Eir Oaksman today over St. Michael's uh, fantastic win uh, for Aero Oak uh, Kieran was there and spoke to Daniel Goulding
6: Uh, incredible Uh, it's it's unbelievable Um, we've lost semi-finals here probably for the last five years and uh, look today we didn't make it easy on ourselves but uh, we got there in the end and look and I started off here a group of the the over 30s we hadn't won a junior game and now we're going up senior A and look it's uh, for all the hard work everyone that's from 70 years of age to when they started off at 6 or 7 it's it's a tribute to everyone all the hard work that's been done there
2: their Yeah, I mean, it obviously means a huge amount to you and the rest of the lads
6: absolutely look um, we put our life and soul into it uh, we've I suppose through the years left games behind and not been probably as committed as a group as we should but the last year or two we've really knuckled down Like in every fella to a man, there's 35 or 6 fellas in that panel and they all just put their heart and soul into it.
2: You were in control for most of that match bar maybe a, a small spell from St Michael's when they came at you where
6: you bothered any such? Um, to be honest with you, I thought we didn't take advantage in the first half when we were on top um, we turned over a lot of ball going forward when, do you know what, if we tacked on another 2, two or 3 scores we might have t- made things way easier for ourselves but look, it's the character of a good team. Last five minutes again, we kicked on and won it. And look, we've been doing that all year. We've been. Ahada should have been beaten Newmarket probably should have been beaten Bantry should have been beaten there's just uh, a never say die attitude in this team and it's great
2: You had Kieran Sheehan back this year well he came in the latter stage it was great to have him back but also the inclusion of Polly Cassane on the sideline Oh yeah look sure we all know Kieran. I think the
6: the whole county is delighted to have Kieran back not mind us Uh, he's uh, an unbelievable addition with the last three or four weeks and I can't say I can't give Polly Cassane enough praise um he's been incredible He he's took a he's he like the lads last year did amazing work but Poddy would make a big addition to the county team not a the club team and look we were grateful that he came in this year might have a bit of trouble now getting him next year if we're in the same grade as Clyde
3: He said it was like a dream come true for him but is it the same for you?
6: absolutely I've dreamed days like this Do you know um, as I said look we've gone from junior to senior in the space of 14-15 years and look it's Again, it's it's not down to any one person. It's down to the work rate of every single person in that club. The people that go down training, the under-sixes and sevens, up to the fellas involved with us that just come down and set out the cones and stuff. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a group effort. and We're a huge club now, be honest. There's big numbers there, but it's still a very family-oriented club. It's great. No doubt
2: you'll celebrate this, <laughs> but you've a monster campaign
6: to look forward to, Yeah, i would worry about that now in about a week's time, I think. Um, yeah, look... I suppose we've, uh, this is probably looking back the glass a bit, but we won a junior county 10 years ago and we thought the world was our oyster as well and we crashed out against Cashel. So look... I have not. we'll celebrate it for four or five days and then it's back to the hard work again. I'm sure a pot, party won't let us settle anywhere.
1: People
7: often ask inter-county players, you know, who've won a great success. The comparison between a miniature club, is it
6: too early to, to draw a comparison? To be honest with you, it's whatever you win at the time. It's just been... I, I, I take any cup I could get in, like... I suppose my inter-county days are long gone and this is my focus now and it's been amazing to be part of that group of players. there. are um, do you know, like you couldn't ask for a better bunch Just the work rate, effort, honestly out of them is incredible And look, I'm just delighted we got a Just Award
0: Yes, yeah, Daniel Gould there speaking after Aero Og's win He heard a lot there about Pauly Cassand The impact he's had on this Aero Og team kieran has been in conversation with him
8: what what it's probably the... Uh, Second, it's probably the I suppose all our games have been like that, probably. Like, you know, where yes. we've I suppose going back to maybe um coming back with three points down, extra time to had it. Like, when we came back, and I think yes. it's probably been a I suppose it's probably a, a, a team of all our games. Like, I suppose it's not. It's all about every Championship game, you're not going to play brilliant in every game, but it's about getting the result. result. Like, you know, and yeah. you know, at times there, it was a bit nervous, but like, fellas stuck in, and some, I probably was to go out there in a the second, have some great defending there around our D there, like where we were under pressure. Like, and yeah, just delighted for the lads. Like, and they liked his their dreaming, and you know, counted it hard to win. and Yeah,
7: yeah, we'll take you back to the first round, you know. What have you learned along the way? You were beaten by Martra but you regrouped brilliantly. I suppose it's just about the
8: collective, like you know. I suppose you know, does there's, does there's lads there? Maybe a few wearing the red jersey in different levels or whatever. And you know, and the, but it's in today. It's to win championships, like, it's like you know, you it's, it's a team, like you know what I mean. And, and that's the big thing there, like you know, whereas we're, whether we're attacking or we're defending, it's a team, like. And if you look through it, all our games, like we haven't relied on just one or two people mm-hmm. to get the scores, like you know, whereas maybe other years they might have, liked you know, and same defensively, like different fellows have done great jobs. It's just, it's, it's just overall, it's just a a full buy into the team ethos. Like and and, and uh, yeah.
7: Having come through, the, the, the back door, the extra matches, did the count party.
8: I suppose. Well, yeah, um, I suppose looking back now, it did count. Like you know, and I like, even to be honest, I, I was even thinking like that. Like in the middle of June, there we were endangering relegated from Division Two of the league, and we had three games. We kind of had to win. Like and it was kind of like, it nearly probably came from there. Like you know, something was on the line all the time. Like and look. Right now, I'd say having the more games did help. Like, mm-hmm. whereas you know, like you look at get Rangers there going there. Uh, the next day they, they're winning all the time. It doesn't seem to affect them. Like, but then today, no, just, yeah, great memories. was having somebody like Kieran Sheen to bring in. Then he steadied
7: the ship there at the end, didn't he? I oh,
8: did, like, and even the, like he's only back a couple of weeks. I even mean, the last day down in um, kind of Guilty against Bantry, like we were, we were under a bit of a cash as well. He came on, to get everyone a great lift. Like, and you see there, like he like it's, it's like winning ball. Like you know, yes, sometimes yeah. it's not about doing spectacular, fancy things. Like, but showing for the ball and winning the ball, and you know, and he was great there. Like, and yeah, it's just great for him too, just back. Like, you know, and he's. Back you know, he's dreamed of winning. Uh, probably dreamed of winning a county when he left for Australia. Like, I you know, he's back you now, and it's just, just great for him. And yeah, great for him to leave for the boys, honest. Were you worried at
2: any stage
8: um, when he came back at you there? Look, I suppose we were like probably like or, or we we're probably under a small bit of pressure to kick out at, at times, like you know, at the end of the day. But like, but overall, look, um, no, look, look, I suppose we were always a bit nervous, like when there's not a whole lot in the game, like you're going to be nervous, like. But like, but in the day, like I, I couldn't fall, like you're, they've come back all the time, like we've been in big holes there in some of the matches, and they've always came back. So I knew no matter what happened, these boys would keep fighting to the end, and the subs would have an impact, and you know. So I was never going. Well, I like, might even the nervous guy in the line, or running around like, like they, I would never doubt him, like. Okay. like, of
2: like
8: yeah. oh, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have to try and plan for that, look, but we let him enjoy that for, for a day or twenty yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be some celebrations in Aero and Nimoray. Just like, congratulations to both sides on their county successes today. Full time scores from the Premier League. Manchester United have won 3 1 away to Norwich. Liverpool have come from behind to be Tottenham by two goals to one. And uh, Arsenal and Crystal Palace still going on two apiece there, is how that stands. Going to hear from uh, Mornabi Crown, Munster Champions today with the win over Bally McArbury of Waterford. Shane Ronane has been in
9: conversation with Rory.
7: And you've had some battles with this team, and out on here today, they really, really put it up to you, but you came through in the end.
9: Yeah, look at an unbelievable game of football. I think you know, intense stuff. Um, everyone was, you know, it was it was going like it was just huge scoring. Um, you know, loads of goals, loads of excitement. Um, you know, they, I dug nothing less than I expected. You know, I, people were telling me, I heard I heard on the radio yesterday we were going to win easy. I, I was laughing going home in the car listening to that. I, I knew we weren't because uh, I know what this Ballymac team have, and um, you know they showed it today again. And you know they were they just there was never never said either. Like we went. they got a great start and all of a sudden we went on top we went five points up and all of a sudden the game was back in the melting pot again you know they responded to it and uh, the second half they went three points up there and uh, you know it, it, it wasn't looking great for us again but in fairness to our ones you know, they just responded I, thought, like, look, I, I don't know I, I've seen individual displays lots of good ones I thought Kira's today was just one of the best I've ever seen in my life you Kira know? was you absolutely
7: know. outstanding from start to finish she, today. She, like, coming up with big scores when you needed
9: them yeah like you know she's I suppose she's not the most prolific scorer normally Like, but geez, she, she, I don't know how she got today it was, it was just so. Standing and uh, but I suppose look all over the field the girls responded like some of them weren't going well but they they, they dug deep and kept going and I think that's there's a great resilience in this team and I think there was a lot of cool heads there and we said it with ten minutes to go if we if we were in the game you know we had the cool heads and the girls with all our medals in the back with inter county ones and the club one from last year with great experience that they could they could dig it out and I think look the girls came off the line were brilliant um, you know everybody made a massive impact in it. and I'm just I was just delighted and i suppose supposed to relieved to get out here with the with the with the win because um, you know Belly Mac had been looked They've been, a, they're a fantastic club, and um, they've given the ladies football so much. And today, I knew they were, were they were up for this today. And um, you know, and, and you know, credit to them, like, and I suppose, look, it's, it's not easy going around there, meeting people. You know, uh, you know, especially Lauren Fitz inside the goals, who was excellent today, and you know, she's, she's a great girl, she's my, my county goalie with Tip, and not easy to see her upset because, uh, you know, I know how much they put into it, and how much she puts into it. So look, but we're delighted. Look, we're one more step on the road, and I suppose, look, we're going to have to be better again the next day. But look, that's, I suppose, look, these finals are for winning, and if we can, we can battle through two more. Games, um, you know, we'll be very happy with it. But look, we'll enjoy this because uh, six in a row monsters is a great achievement, and look, we're very happy with it.
7: said that it is some achievement to come from nowhere to win six Cork first, and then six monsters is some going shame for the team.
9: Yeah, look, they're 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 an incredible bunch. I suppose look, they weren't very far away. I suppose before uh, before we took over, um, you know, they'd been a bit unlucky. And I suppose look, we, we tweaked a few things down down through the years in the management, and you know, we brought new different people involved, and you know, the addition Noel, the addition. I suppose the younger players, well, they Anna Ryan, National and Krone, all these girls coming onto the panel. Um, you know. Has strengthened it, and I think you know, we've we've uh, you know, to achieve six in a row, I think is phenomenal in, in, in the modern era, you know, in, in a, in a province like, and um, you know, it's, it's very hard to do. And I, you know, when will it be done again? I don't know, will we do seven? You know, it'll be hard to do it, but it's going to be very hard to beat it, I think, in the modern era. And uh, you know, we're delighted, we're very, very proud of the of the six in a row.
7: I've no doubt you celebrate this one, Shane, but it's going to be someday and down in Murnaby two weeks time. And all Ireland semi to look forward to the home venue, it should be a great day down there. Yeah,
9: look, we're waiting, I suppose, um, you know, a few years to have a home game again. It goes the cycle is the cycle is back to Munster being at home, and I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Whoever we play from the from either terminal or Dun- Dunamain, um you know, two great teams from, who've beaten us. You know, we Termin have beaten us the once we played them, and Dunamine have beaten us twice. Um, you know, I think we uh, it's going to be a serious battle, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to welcoming them down. And a little, I'm sure it'll be a huge um, knock following in Mornaby You know, on that day there was a huge crowd there. The last two years we were down there, you know, and I think you know it's going to be a wonderful occasion. And you know, um, the pitch is looking well in Mourne They're keeping it, keeping it well. They're keeping everybody <laughs> off it. So. You know, we're looking forward to that day to being at home, and I suppose our supporters have gone all over the country first. Uh, you know, and, and it's great to be able to to have a home Ireland semi-final, and hopefully there'll be a huge crowd there. I'm sure, no oh,
7: doubt, there'll be a little bit of celebrating through before that, though, first.
9: Yeah, look, we'll, we'll celebrate tonight, and we'll celebrate tomorrow, and look, we'll get back down to it again on, on Tuesday. and we'll get the recovery work done because look, it's a short turnaround. We've only two weeks to the next game. Um, you know, so we've got to be ready, and we've got to be right. You know, and we can't take anything for granted. I look, this, this this bunch are so humble; they don't, you know, people will be telling us we're going to win games easy and like that, but our crowd are just so humble. That they, they, they never, they never think that about. Never go above their station. You know, they, they always think the best of the opposition. And our guards are, the, you know, they, they, they've got great respect for Valley Mac and they have great respect for Dunham or Tormin, whoever we play. You know, that's the way they are, and that's the way they, they, they've been brought up, and that's the way the club operates. There's no one, no one, no one has egos inside Morn Abbey and you know, and there's no egos in that dressing room either. And you know, it's going to be, you know, a, a tough battle again the next day, and we'll get them ready for it and hopefully we'll be, we'll be, we'll be looking forward to another and finding in three weeks, three or four weeks time.
0: Congratulations, indeed, to Mournabie and their boss, their Shane O'Neill. It's a conversation with Rory Noonan uh, following today's win over Bally McCarbury in the Munster final. I'm going to take a quick break when we come back. Going to talk to Cork's midfielder, Garrod Morrissey, and uh, Cage Warriors boss, uh, Graham Bottom. Miss the
3: show? Grab the Big Red Bench Podcast at redfm.ie. Big
0: delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening if you missed any of our wrap-up of Aero Oak of Nemo Rangers and of Mornaba you can get it on our podcast on redfm.ie just after seven o'clock tonight we are going to talk football I know Garrod Morrissey the Cork City midfielder calling to me yesterday to sit down and reflect on 2019 and look ahead to 2020 it was a uh, very good chat, very open and honest chat from Garrod. And uh, this is my conversation with him. All right, we're joined in studio by Cork City's Garrod Morrissey to look back on um, an eventful 2019 season, Carr. <laughs> I think it's fair to say.
10: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're all frustrated with it, to be fair, like, and we're happy to see the back of it, Like you know. Yeah. Um, kind of happy to just get over the line there at the end and just, you know. It was I know we never we never really got fully dragged into a relegation battle. You couldn't call it but it was so close there for a while and the pressure just it seemed to mount every week, week on week. Yeah.
0: Know. Yeah, considering like the success you've had for the last four years, I mean like to then go into like press conferences where we're saying the word relegation to you must have been such a shock to the system.
10: Oh, it was massive. Um it was weird because, you know, it's since like since John came in that time in twenty thirteen it was like um everything was positive like the talk was always positive even from everybody it was like the momentum was always building you know and then we had the success and it was constantly positive and then even the following season after we won the double we were trying to retain it and uh, trying to you know push on in Europe and stuff like that and keep challenging Dundalk and things um, so then to go from that to the, the relegation so quickly, it was almost like it felt like a week, you know mm. what I mean? Like, because we were st- we still kind of had the I suppose, I say swag or whatever, but you still had the kind of confidence of a, a team that sh- should be up at the top of the table, yeah. And then, all, and then you look at the table, you're down at the bottom, you're saying, you know, it didn't match up, so we were like, this is how quick this has happened. It was, um, it was tough. It, it was, did you know what? It was the season itself was just a massive learning curve, yeah, you know, in what sense, just I think, especially. Like I was gonna say, just just for the like the young lads coming in, it was huge. From but like even the more senior lads that were there, including myself, um, it was just do you know just to. I think the next time anything close to that happens uh, comes close to happening again like you're maybe slipping or your standards could drop or any of that I think you'll you'll nip it in the bud fairly lively like instead of thinking ah next week we grant next yeah, week we grant or someone else's job to do it yeah do you know you, I think and I think you'll be making sure other people do their jobs as well mm. do you know like it, yeah. b- before you kind of you could almost just with the calibre of player and the, the quality we had you could just concentrate on yourself but um, I think uh, now like going forward I think everybody around will be making sure everybody's doing their job because nobody wants to get sucked back into that and what I was saying about the young lads like, it wasn't. it's not fair on them, like, what happened this season, because mm. they should have been coming into games, like, previous years, like the uh, like Conor McCarthy got to do and stuff like that, you know, coming coming in when we were three up and playing the last 30 minutes and getting a feel for it and really enjoying Turners Cross, but they were coming into the games and we were heavily... Rel- like, we, they were coming in and we needed them to win us a game or defend the lead or just try and draw see see a game out. Mm. Um, so it was massive pressure on them, so I've no doubt they're, like they've grown up I'd say five years in that season you know what I mean in terms of men- uh, football mentality and maturity and stuff mm. because um, the demands putting them were, were as I said they weren't fair but they would have done they were done wonders for them now going forward Like, where did it all go wrong with John Caulfield so um, I'm not sure like uh, I suppose when you look at it when you look at the players we lost like the calibre of players Karen Sadler or Jimmy Caghan Stephen Beattie um you know the these type of players Greg Bulger back then at that time um, I don't think we ever replaced them you know mm. and they're massive characters in a squad and like it is a chain like you're you're only as strong as your weakest link you know so I think um, I, I think that's where it kind of started to go off a bit we we, I don't think we, we, them lads left we didn't replace them I don't think um, like don't get me wrong we brought in some good players but they're, you know, you see Karen Sally are ripping it up now and leaving. Yeah. Be- Stephen he's in Team of the Year in the USL in America, you know, and Jimmy Cahan just got a new deal at Rochdale. They're flying it, like Stephen Dooley. These fellas, like they're um, top, top players, like, you know. Uh,
0: you can so, even argue, you never really replaced Sean McGuire as well, yeah, like another one.
10: Yeah, you know, and, and that was true too. We, it's the, which, which was, I suppose, you're never, it would have been unbelievable if he got someone near his quality again, mm. like, so, so soon. He's kind of, you know, you see it there. He's, see him once every so, so many years at a club like you know mm. but um, I think that was the the difference in terms of staying like it's it's grand to uh, get there and win a double but the difference like the way Dundalk have done it and they've stayed there like they that 20 is it 2014 that team mm. it's nearly the exact same team from 2014 to now whereas I know we've had like there's probably four or five lads but our squad kind of changed massively every season, but we got in quality all the time, and I think this season it just didn't happen um, for whatever reason. And um, yeah, look, and it, it always falls on the manager, you know what I mean. Yeah. No matter what happens, it's going to come down on the manager. And unfortunately, like you know, John got got the the, the blunt end of it. I suppose we were kind of protected from it in a way, yeah. like you know. But um, yeah, so I felt bad to see John go. Was always... and then like you say, what well, in that season you're losing the manager then Cost came in you know tr- trying to put it together and he done brilliant um, you know we all got on like a house on fire with him then uh, so then he um, Neil Fenn came in Cost has left mm. um, and then you're losing there's so much going on like you know in the club and you're, on top of that then you need to be getting results and just um, I think when you get s- like if you don't have that kind of the freedom to go and play be- not because for any other reason other than just pure pressure like um, what happens is you start wor- working too hard and I think when you're working too hard sometimes then it it has a the opposite effect you st- mm. things just don't ha- they seem to stop happening for you whereas if you have that little bit of looseness you have room for a bit of creativity mm-hmm. pressure's off but we didn't have that it seemed to just from the get go it seemed to just build and build and build you know from I think we lost to Longford in pre-season, pre-season yeah. and from then uh, up in Mayfield, and from then it kind of went. kind of went, and on a second, like, are we are we a bit off yeah. here or what? Like,
0: because like Caulfield went with a kind of a three-five-two in pre-season, didn't he? And then yeah. that Longford game came, and then kind of Longford kind of like basically tore you apart, and then he went back to his kind of traditional four-four-two after that. Didn't yeah,
10: uh, yeah, that that happened. Yeah, um, I think probably in an ideal world, maybe if pre-season was longer we could have kept it going mm. because all like that was a tough system to, to implement you know so but it, like it's really effective but it's just every you, like you can train and do what you want shape wise but you need games to kind of tweak it and be like right look at this game see the video see like you know rotation in midfield mm. stuff like that where the full full back's pushing on and um, and then how you recover falling back into like your your default position as defensively to get it back um. Uh, so I I think we just kind of the season came on us too quick yeah. in terms of that because we we didn't we had some uh, John and Cotts put in a lot of work with it but we just we probably needed another while to tweak it a bit more so that it was it was something we could actually go and do in a competitive game on a Friday night like mm.
0: When a manager gets sacked and like as a professional and as a group of professionals do you like feel responsibility that you didn't hold up your end of the bar that maybe you didn't work hard enough for or do you feel guilty over things like that
10: Yeah 100% and I remember the morning when it came out uh, I was I was just after dropping my wife to work and I was on the way back it was a Wednesday we were off so I was on the way back and um, heard it then on the radio and I was completely dumbfounded I couldn't believe it Like you had no clue what's where it was coming like you heard things but then we had we had meetings with John uh, like just team meetings and stuff and he was just all, like you, like I've been there I've been at clubs before where you could you could smell it the manager was mm. going and you, could, you knew he knew but like with John, um, I don't. I think like, even after a couple of bad results and all that, he always was right. Like back to basics, boys. Um, we're going to do this, this, and this. Everything was about what, just getting mm-hmm. getting it better for the following week for on the pitch. So we were totally. He had us. We trained Tuesday. Um, training was fine. Everything was the same, and then, you know, so John at the end of training, John took us all in. He was like, right, lads, that's, that's it. Trained really well. Let's um. Keep that going on, and take your day off tomorrow. And we take and Thursday. We go again, and we're ready to go on Friday. And then, bam! Wednesday, I woke up, heard that on the radio. Then I was going, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. like this is." And like you said, they the definitely guilt, like because you you have to look yourself in the mirror and go, like, do you know, did we do enough? Like, and like I said, um, uh, there was a massive sense of, sense of guilt. I think amongst us in a way, but like when, as long as like I said, yeah. I think it got to a stage where we were working too hard, like mm. and the pressure it, it, it wasn't good, you know, it was it was, um things just weren't coming off for us and I think that's mainly because of that. We just we kinda got our heads down and thought, let's work even harder, you know? And it's it's tough to take your head up out of that and have, and analyze and have a look at it when you're in the thick of it, you know what mm. I mean?
0: And as you said earlier, kinda you now you know. That you should have like uh, you wouldn't let things like that happen now. So if you know knew then what you knew now, you maybe you all would have gotten together and said,
10: "Lads, we have to do this a bit better." Hundred percent. Um, I think that's where you see you see senior players. Um, you know, down through the years, I've seen them coming in like in they'd always you, there'd be a uh, there'd be a sharpness about them you know that mm. you, you wouldn't have had you don't have and you can see all the like, the lads with you your pairs and stuff they, they don't have it either but you can see it with them because mm. they've been through this so like like you said if I could if you could turn back the clock 1000% oh, you would just after that Longford game or even you know before or whatever but as soon as that happened we like as players we probably should have like no matter got ourselves together and said like this is this is not going to happen. We're not going to go through this, you know. We're mm. we're going to we're going to nip it in the bud now and um I think we kind of there was a, we were like ah, we're like in the back of my mind. We're a top team like you yeah. know you're thinking we just you know last season, you know we got to the cup final and came second to Dundalk again. We're we're still up there like you know. It's just it's going to be alright um, and and it doesn't be and it turned out it wasn't alright, you know. Like I said, mm. look at the season that unfolded and um you know happy you know, like I said going into next season is Premier Premier Division Club and all that um, but uh, yeah it's just it's, it's amazing how quickly you can be sucked into it if you don't have that awareness to nip it in the bud like
0: when um, John Cotter came in it was obviously a sense of continuity was there a feeling that maybe he was too similar to John Caulfield
10: or did he have his own ideas and did he try and do things differently no John like when Cots when he was with John you know he was he was out and out coach like and he was he's one of the best coaches I've ever had, you know what I mean? He's um in terms of putting time in after training with you, all that type of thing. So that was all like he done that week in, week out with us, you know. But then when he became the manager, he he completely changed. He he was the manager, you know what I mean? Like,
0: Is that a hard transition? Because, I mean, like, you obviously know John Cotter is like the go between between, like, he as the squad yeah. and the manager. And it's all very, very pally pally and kind of yeah. like um, informal. But then when he comes to Gaffer, is it like very hard to make that transition for you? Like, and, like, did he feel kind of like different approaching him? Kind of like.
10: Yeah, there was. There was there was definitely a difference. Because, um, like, you know, I got on like a house on fire with John and um I was caught. Uh, and. You do, but I think that the, the the onus is on you as a player as well because you need to know, right? He's 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 the boss now, like so. Mm. You, you there's a line there, like you know. Whereas before, you might have you know, like you said, it's pally pally. You have a bit of crack, but I think um, when he's when he's the boss, you you have to pick and choose when to be pally pally, and you have to know he's 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 doing a do job here, like you know. So you have mm. to you have to respect that, and then um, you know take him t- take take like that and i think that's the best way to do it really you know because it is it's a, it's a tough transition because the coach is always like he's closer to the players than the manager you know and like you said to go between them um, so t- for him to go from that to the boss was um yeah it was it was a tough transition i suppose but i think he done it very well you know mm-hmm. i think he, he it was a very hard situation to come into was a terrible situation to come into like you know and um i think uh going forward no doubt he's going to be you know he's going to be in football i think for the for the rest of his life, kind of thing. Because mm. it'd be a shame if he wasn't, because he's, you know, he's that passionate about it and he loves it that much, you know. So, were you surprised at the time he didn't get the job full time? Um, yeah, I was, to be honest, because I thought it was. Like, in my head I thought it was just a natural progression I thought it's just you know yeah, it's the way it was going to go I, I didn't really question it you know and I remember then kind of as it got towards, it was kind of going on and I, I knew the board were about to make a decision um, regarding the manager but I never I didn't think I didn't think anything other than no it's just going to it's going to be Cots like you know he's, he's coming he's doing a good he was doing a good job you know um, uh, and like we said a terrible situation it was a tough it was a tough thing to come and try and Get under control um, mm. and his last game in charge
0: was the cup game away to Galway, by which point I suppose the, 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 the news about Neil Fenn had broken. Um, did that affect you going into that game? I mean like it must have like played yeah. played on your
10: minds like I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday it broke and you yeah, had the game on the Friday. I, like do you know, I can't I can't say lie, like it definitely did, you know, the <clears throat> like the the training session before the game on a Friday is like where you get most you're most tuned in mm. so like you do your session you do your set pieces shape all of that um, everything for the game and then like even after training like you'd be chatting with the manager you'd be chatting with players like even going down the corridor after training you'd be saying look tomorrow now when he like you'd be, you'd be talking like their fullback might to try to do this just chatting each other getting each other tuned in and ready mm. for the game kind of thing but um, yeah because that was such massive news again uh it completely took the, I don't think anybody mentioned anything about the, the Galway game the whole day on Thursday or other than like obviously cots and stuff trying to get us going for it but everybody was just you know, just chatting about that and then even on the bus on the way up um, it was just all everybody on the back of the bus whatever just chatting about that saying it was you know it was a shock and you know it's it's, mm. it's tough to see anybody like lose their job or you know that kind of a thing. That was a
0: particularly low point in the season, but looking back did you have any high points? What was the highlight of the season?
10: The highlight of the season, beating Dundalk last week. Yeah, you know (laughs) what? That's probably it because it it gave us the feeling again of Mm. what we what we were used to. I didn't feel it all season, and then we won a game. We beat Dundalk and uh, yeah, even afterwards because it was the last home game going around to the, the fans and hmm. you know there was
0: proper atmosphere last a proper week as
10: well yeah, it felt it felt it felt like this is where this is where we've always it's been what like, it, was you know, like yeah. it wasn't there all the season and then all the fans were as relieved as us you know just to you know, like, you know a bit of hope a bit of like you know there's there's positives there to to carry into next mm. season so i'm um, yeah I, I would say that has fanny spoken to you about your role for next season what he expects from you for next season no he hasn't um so i probably be due to sit down with him later next week and um uh have a chat with him and said, uh, you know, just I think um there's another few lads probably need to sit down with him and things like that and uh he's, I think he might be busy with the pro license this week mm. um or from Monday so it'll be later in the week and just sit down and you know, you you always need to do that, like just find out what's like you said, what's the what's the plan going forward and what's he, what's he thinking and stuff like that, you know? It's a long old off-season as well, like three months. I mean, like, how do you
0: keep yourself fit and how do you keep yourself ready heading into...
10: Yeah, like, so, this season more than any other season, I think, um, it's crucial that, it, like, everybody, like, learn from it, from what's gone on mm. this, this season, but then, but forget about it. Take the, take what you learn, take away, yeah, but forget about it. I think you just need to get rid of that season as quick as you can. So, I think the next two, three weeks, um, I think it's important that the lads, you know, go, go do things with their families, go away, don't even look at the football. It's I think it's massively important. So um, that's what I do. And then going into December, then you, you get back into it. Then again, you start going to the gym, you start doing a bit of running, taking over, mm. coming into pre season then uh, after Christmas in January. So um, that takes care of itself then. Your wife must be delighted you'll have some uh, free time together for a change. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, like um, it's mad, the amount of stuff seem to be just dropping her off and telling look tell him I can't I can't go in you know yeah, uh, yeah. like you know christening's now and things just afters of things and you know nights out and that with friends you're just saying look so it is great to have November um, just to, like that you know you're mm. able to go places do things and or, uh, just have a few cheap meals uh, uh, there, there and everywhere <laughs> you can. Enjoy those cheap meals Gareth it's been a pleasure having you in but thanks very yeah. much and looking forward to next season Thanks very much I appreciate it Always oh, it a great pleasure
0: having Garrod Morrissey and very very honest stuff as well from him as per usual Going to talk MMA to wrap up the show Cage Warriors returning into Cork very very soon indeed looking forward to their return last time they were in Cork Conor McGregor was on the card Joe Duffy was on the card Carl Pender was on the card who knows what future household names will be on the card this time on say, November 9th at uh, the uh, Neptune Stadium Corkman Graham Boylan is the boss of Cage Warriors I got him on the phone to talk to him about the event Graham, how are you sir? I'm very well boy. how are you? I'm very well Gra- I'm coming home. great to hear that Cork accent again boy
11: <laughs> it's still there It disappears sometimes And it comes back in And it's, uh, it just takes someone From Cork to tweak it back in After so 25 years y- gone it's, Yeah,
0: uh, still there strong So do you have to practice
11: now Before you come back to Leaside In a couple of weeks Yeah I'll have to call everyone At home for the week before Just to make sure it's at, uh fine tunes Before I get off the board <laughs> Happy days buddy Clear, you're back in
0: Cork uh, After a long hiatus Why has it taken so long To come back to Leaside
11: <laughs> We've been working hard On developing the brand In Europe um, and the sport in Ireland, since we've been developing the brand in Europe, the sport in Ireland, we're all the regulations and stuff has kind of died down a bit, nobody's doing anything major, so um, i got a bit of a beam, i wanted to come back and help all the young martial artists that have popped up, that don't have the platform to get their skills shown, so mm-hmm. we're going to come back and start developing the sport again like we did in the in the 2011-2012 era when we developed a bunch of UFC stars and we're going to start doing it again this time around.
0: Yeah, because Cork and indeed Ireland was kind of a hotbed of MMA around then and it it certainly died off over the last couple of years.
11: Yeah, that's um, apparently due to, you know, Cage Warriors mainly been in Europe there hasn't been anyone step in to develop the sport like we used to. Um, UFC did a couple of shows other organisations did a couple of shows but nothing at a level where they're developing talent. Um, So we stepped in on November 9th and then we planned to do another four in 2020 Fantastic stuff I mean like looking back on your last
0: show in Cork a number of years ago a memorable night for a number of reasons Conor McGregor was on the card
11: but a lot of Irish fighters in the card as well Yeah there was you know you had Kyle Penrith there you had Chris Fields there Ashley Daly Joseph Duffy all of which went on to the UFC um, it was a historic show nobody knew the importance of that show back then when you look forward Um but when you look back you can see all those guys developed and honed their skills on Cage Warriors between the Cork show the Dublin shows the New Year's Eve shows back there there was a whole wave of fighters that they were developed and their time in the octagon in Cage Warriors octagon was very important to them at that stage in their careers which meant they went on to do bigger things in the future
0: How many guys have you sent to the UFC now?
11: Cage Warriors, uh, I believe, are ninety-three. number 93 signed with the UFC. Liverpool's Tom Aspinall signed with the UFC a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that's the 93rd fighter from Cage Warriors to go to the UFC, which I don't believe there's another organization in the world that has that many um, athletes progress onto the UFC. It's the proven platform. If you do good on the Cage Warriors, you know, you're you're going to climb the ranks and the next stop for you is the UFC. For you personally, Graham, like you must be very proud when you see one of the
0: guys that you've seen come up the ranks in Cage Warrior step into a UFC octagon.
11: <laughs> it's joy for us. It's, just, it's a bit of sweet. Obviously, we love to keep them longer. We love to keep them with us and, and, and grow them and grow the shows. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a happy trade-off between us. We get them in. We develop them. Um, we see them grow. They go to the UFC and they just show what we do by getting to the UFC so um, it's, a fifth, it's, a, it's a team effort between that athlete and organisation you know we give them a platform they develop they go on they speak about where they've come from and then that comes back to us so it's a win-win for everyone
0: and as I mentioned last time we were in Cork a number of those guys became household names basically so heading into this event in Cork you don't know who's going to become a household name down the line
11: exactly you know you've got um we've got a stacked up card for everybody in the city you know we've got um another cork boy from Barry street shane O'Neill, who's <laughs> left our beautiful city and came over to london and, uh worked in uh, as a coach in the gyms over here he's developing the the amateur on the card uh for the show um stephanie and dina doing a pro card so there'll be about 15 fights on the night and that's going to go live from Neptune stadium broadcasted into 150 million homes around the world across 110 countries so ticket wise I believe we're about a couple of hundred from the the stadium being sold out That's
0: incredible stuff there's nothing quite like a packed Neptune stadium and fight night for atmosphere is there? I've seen
11: Neptune stadium for a number of events whether it be basketball fight night, Muay Thai whatever it is and the atmosphere in that stadium it's not the biggest stadium in the world but the atmosphere in there um with the Irish fans, when it's packed up, it's electric. It's a special atmosphere. So, um, there's a big night coming, November 9th, and like I said, there's, I think there's less than 200 tickets left on the website for sale. So you don't want to leave it too late if you want to get your tickets. Just talk to me about the, the
0: headliner, Graham, Reese McKee, hack on fast. That's going to be an incredible fight. Stylistically,
11: it's a huge, huge fight. You know, uh, Reese McKee is and has all the potential to be a big star, Hacken Foss in Europe is kind of a huge target for Reese to beat. But Hacken is this type of guy where he may win one or two, then he might lose one, then he might win one or two, and then he might lose one. His record is not what his style is. He's a very dangerous outside, super dynamic striker, um, and Reese has got his hands has uh, got his hands full. And the a huge test for him, but you know, Reese gets past this, then he's putting himself into title contention in that division
0: it's going to be an absolutely cracking night at Neptune Stadium. thanks very much indeed for uh, Cork's Green Ball and for joining us and looking forward to heading up to Neptune on November 9th uh, to watch that card we are out of time thanks very much indeed for tuning our way this evening folks podcast online shortly if you missed any of our Nemo Aero or more, more Nabi coverage it'll be on redfm.ie very very shortly and wherever you get your podcast from Alan Donovan's up next with Greenland Red enjoy the rest of your bank holiday Sunday enjoy the jazz if you're heading out this evening and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday at 6
10: the big. Red Red Bench bench.
0: Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Corks Red FM.